Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. The Sex Apartment Sound Studio has been upgraded. Ron and Howie are here today to try out the new recording system and tell us all about how they got into the lifestyle. From a little bit of payback sex to their voyeuristic first trip to the sex club, Ron and Howie have some stories to share. All right, we're back at the sex apartment. Uh, this time we have Holly and Ron stopping by. It's great to see you guys again. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Hi. Thank you. Glad you guys could finally make it in. As I do with everyone, I love to start with exactly uh, what it was that got you guys into the lifestyle or how you found it. I mean, I think through sort of a, a strange series of events, right? Really, it boiled down to sort of an infidelity, but ultimately kind of came down to this is it's not so bad. I mean, this is just sex, right? You know, maybe the sex doesn't really matter. Maybe this can just be kind of a fun thing that we can do together. And I think that kind of turned out to be the case. For me, there's so many different stages of how we started out that I feel like it was like this long adventure. And then we finally got there. Infidelity first, but then a threesome. And then years later, we did other things. Like it was just like more of a trajectory and not just a cool, that's us. That's what we're doing. It was more of a a journey together. Now, at what point did you actually discover there was in fact a lifestyle? (laughs) When I was in college and we were doing threesomes constantly, it it was, I I didn't know of a lifestyle. And when I graduated and met a couple, it was, hey, you guys should come to the sex club. And I'm like, oh, what club? I had four years, five years in at that point and had no idea it was a lifestyle. I just thought it was, eh, we're just having sex. And I did too. The first time he brought up the sex club, I was like, wait, what? You want to go where? Yeah, that's totally yeah. what happened too. <laughs> uh, Does exist. That's a thing. Yeah. And I didn't know it was really necessarily a thing either, but I have a friend and, and she was a member there and she said, oh, hey, you guys should try this place. It'd be kind of a fun place to hang out. All right. Well, hey, I'm down for damn near anything, right? I'm cool with that. My first threesome was in high school. I went to boarding school. That's sort of an early college experience, same kind of thing. But it, I don't know that it dawned on me that this is kind of a normal thing that people do. And then the first time you go to the club, you go, all right, well, still not that normal, but at least there's other people doing it. So I'm not the only one. Right? <laughs> exactly. You walk in and go, wow, it, it isn't just me. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> I loved about the club for sure. Not the first night you didn't. The first <laughs> night you didn't want to get off the couch. Fair enough. First night's always the toughest. Oh, man. <laughs> I was just thinking about that this morning. I was like, man, our first night there, I'm very confident we got a tour. So we saw the whole place. I'm very confident that we didn't leave the couch for more than about 30 seconds. You know, they kind of had two of them catty corner to the dance floor. And this is a little bit away from people. So you can still kind of watch, but it doesn't quite feel so in, in the middle of it. Not quite as involved. Pre-sex club though, I had never even been to a strip club before. He brought up a sex club and I was like, well, I, th- I think we need like stages here. I think we need to like. <laughs> so let, let's get into these time. stages. Let, yes. Let's start back at this first threesome. Um, that was a long time ago. How many years ago is that? 
10? A lot. Like a decade. A lot. Yeah, a lot. And it was okay. It wasn't like anything to write home about. It was fine. Two guys and a girl. Two girls and a guy. Two girls and a guy. Also another girl. Where do we find this other girl? <laughs> uh, so the girl is actually the wife of the guy that she cheated on me with. Ex- ex-wife. Well, ex-wife. <laughs> correct. Yeah. But I feel like in the end, I kind of won that deal. Really. I was going to say. I got the girl in. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of worked okay for me. Uh, <laughs> and that's the best way to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of how that, that is kind of how that worked actually. Like, All right. You owe me one. <laughs> well done. It didn't feel like it then. It just kind of happened. But You know, in fairness though. Now wait, did she know about the first half of that or? Oh, that yes. is a good question. Oh, they I were divorced. I didn't know she knew. Yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. I mean, it didn't really matter. I mean, she was a terrible human being. So what's the difference really? But <laughs> uh, she, the, He's not wrong. Yeah, no, literally they are the worst two people on earth. So I, I have no guilt about sleeping with that guy's wife. None. But um, ex-wife, you know, it's, I, I think that every dude has gone through that point of, what I really want in this life is two chicks at once. Oh, absolutely. I, there I, isn't a day that goes by. <laughs> you know, the experience just wasn't that great, to be honest it, with it's, you. I will say two guys and a girl is a lot easier than two girls and a guy, unless the two girls are very into each other. Because being a guy, for the most part, you get one shot, two if you're really lucky, to have that situation and try to stay intense the entire time is difficult with two girls because there are a lot of things that can be sensory overload. So if the two girls are into each other and can take it from there for a little while and give the guy a little bit of a break and he can back off. Hey, great. I don't think it went that way. No, no. I mean, the two of you, the two of you, I thought had a a pretty decent time, but I don't mind if you talk shit, right? I'm totally cool with that. If you tell me how fucking good you are, that's awesome. Well, you better back it up. (laughs) You better, you better bring it. So don't tell me that you're fucking great. And then, Will just not be very good at all, frankly. You know, just just not a particularly great experience. So you go, oh, it was cool. I'm not sad that we did it, but <laughs> you're, not, you're not taking it back. Okay. Yeah, no, no take backs. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> but but it wasn't really anything that you're that you write home about. You know, this is the thing that should be in penthouse forum. Well, it's okay. So I think forum is that is that moment for me where I realized that erotic can be very sexy when there's no visual to go with it. Uh, and I don't think that's unique. I mean, it's pretty common for. For most guys who, who read that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that when I was a kid. I think I actually preferred that uh, to the visual. I, I would agree, except my visual was uh, Debbie Does Dallas and Taboo. Told us in the previous podcast, but that's what actually got me started, was my first glimpse of sex was three different porns that 90% of the scenes were four or more. And so as far as I knew, that's what you do. Growing up, I was like, okay, so the standard sex is four or more. And then it took me five or six years to find that. <laughs> when I did find it, I was like, yep, it is. That's standard sex. Perfect. Perfect. Can we tell the story of how I lost into the threesome actually? Cause I think it's hilarious. Oh, that's, that's good. You should tell that. We yeah. were, um, you have to correct me. We were playing trivial pursuit, the three of us in the living room and I kept losing. So both of them were a couple of years older than me and I kept losing because I couldn't name the Beatles. And somehow they were able to keep bringing up the question and I kept losing. And I, it was like strip trivial pursuit. To be fair, you were very drunk. That question only came up one time. Uh, and our age, <laughs> our age does not exempt you from not being able to name three of the four Beatles. Uh, frankly, you should have been able to do that. Even inebriated should have been able to do that. 
it was the best loss ever in her defense. I think that night she did manage to get John okay. and, and miss Ringo, which, you know, your, your plane stripped her of pursuit. Did she actually come over for a threesome or did it just kind of happen based on inebriation? You were at her house. I feel like you two discussed it ahead of time. I don't really know. I mean, I think we might've like text back and forth, like, ha ha, this would be fun. But I don't know that it was ever sort of a setup. And then at some point she asked if I was cool with it. I don't know where you were. And I was like, sure. I, I think I was like a, a bottle of wine in or more. At that point. Hang on. Let me, like, yeah. let me pour you a little more wine. One second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's fine. I don't know that I remember much from then. I, w- I would say that's a pretty good retelling. Yeah. I mean, both of you are pretty drunk. The worst. <laughs> like, literally the worst. Literally. In her defense, she did let us sleep in her bed and she took the couch. I don't know if that she was on did. purpose or she just wandered in the living room and passed out there, but it did work out <laughs> nicely for us. So that was 10 years ago. From that point, where do we go? I mean, there's a pretty good gap there, really. I, mean, I don't know that really anything happened for a long time. Right. That goes back to that whole, it, is this sort of a thing? And I mean, we don't know it's a thing. It's like, oh, that was cool. We should do that again. But you don't just go to the grocery store. And right. like, hey, how would you like to come home with us? <laughs> beautiful cucumbers you picked out there. How would you like to come to our house? Right. So, I mean, really nothing happened, I think, for quite a long time. I'm not really sure I could tell you how I got from point A to point B at that point. Can you? Maybe like two years ago. Probably. We started watching porn together. I guess that was much longer than two years ago. Now, knowing you guys from the club, you you are part of our porn connoisseur group in the back. Oh, yes. Um, room. I love this. Gives me great room. pleasure to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually one of my best, my favorite things about the place. You know? Echo and Falcon texted me the other morning and said, oh, my God, Ron found the toast porn. Yes, I did. <laughs> you can frequently find Echo, Falcon, Ron, Holly, G, and me in the theater area of our club early in the night checking out which porn is playing on the big screen. The porns seem to run on a repeat cycle. The sound is always turned down, so we take it upon ourselves to fill in the dialogue. One of our favorites to laugh about is what we call toast porn. The scene begins with the main character's mistress showing up at the front door while he is in the kitchen with his wife. When he sees it's her, he tells her to leave, but instead she shows up at the kitchen window. To distract his wife, he throws his plate of toast on the floor, pissing his wife off, and she storms away. The mistress is super sexy, and the rest of the scene is pretty hot. So we'll throw up a link in the show notes. I think our dialogue was a little better than the real dialogue, though. <laughs> I texted it was like 8.30 on Sunday morning. I was like, I have a present. She's like, I love presents. I was like, I have toast porn. <laughs> I was still asleep. Yeah. I woke up to millions of messages. And I was like, seriously, you found it? He's like, yeah, it was easy. So what porn did you were you guys watching that got you thinking about this again after your eight year hiatus? A lot of girl stuff. I don't know, man. I watch a lot of porn. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I suppose at this point I'm so desensitized to it that it's, I mean, there are times where you open it up like in public and you go, Oh fuck. Other people don't do this. This is not normal. I should probably close this Twitter account. Right? Like you, you cannot scroll through my Twitter in public. Can't happen. It would be incredibly rude to other people to do that. So that's actually what we did next. Uh, oh, you are right. That is where it goes next. <laughs> I'm not really sure how we got there, but he started a Twitter account with me as a subject. I was cool. I was into it. It's kind of fun. Never showed my face, no names, none of that. And I had a really big following and it kept growing. And I was like, I don't, I don't know this is a thing. I mean, as insane as it sounds at one point, 
Uh, I think we were hedging right around 50,000 followers, which at that time put us in the top like 2% of all Twitter accounts. Uh, it's crazy. That's not bad. It's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, right, people weren't monetizing that, you know, OnlyFans wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some weird shit going on, like buy my underwear, which I mean, that even skeeves me out a little bit. And, oh, and I, I disagree. Have, I have very little boundary, <laughs> but uh, that was beyond what I was cool with. It was crazy. It, it got actually to the point where, I mean, that was, it would have almost been a full-time job to be honest with you. I mean, you would get hundreds of messages a day. Wow. You'd wake up and you go to bed at midnight, wake up at six and have 400 DMs. Like, holy shit, this is crazy. I mean, it was kind of fun, right? It was cool. And and I think it's fun when, you know, you know, you have something special, right? Mm-hmm. When other people are showing that appreciation, it made it a little bit more real, right? And we always joke, like, I can tell you're sexy hundred times a day. If a random dude walking down the street goes, oh my God, you go, Fuck yeah. So when you have 40,000 random dudes a day going, Fuck yeah. I, I think it was it was fun until it started to become like a chore. Now is it still active or no, not that account. Nope. Damn. The Twitter account probably put us back a little bit though. Because at some point I was like, uh, there's too many people. And I started getting a little nervous and a little uncomfortable. And so he took it down for me, which was super respectful, which I think made us take a step back instead of pushing forward yeah. and probably set us back a couple of years. That's on me. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was, it was hard to do that though. Right. I mean, I think ultimately I was getting something out of it too. Absolutely. You know, it, it's nice to have that validation from other people, even if they're complete strangers in different languages, you're like, I don't know what that dude just said, but I bet it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice to have that level of validation. Uh, it was not easy to just kind of walk away from it. I, I will say it did free up a lot of spare time. Cause it, I mean, it had just gotten, there's a learning lesson in there for every dude, which is, I don't care what your dick looks like. Nobody wants to see it. <laughs> as many listeners as you get, they should all know that simple rule. It's just not something people want to see. No, so no, no dick pics. Uh, no, that's okay. okay. I'm just checking. <laughs> I want to make sure. I don't want. I don't want to just retract all dick pics. Okay, okay, no dick pics. Solicited, yes. Unsolicited, no. I, I totally. Right. I do agree that that should be a rule. If that's someone asks for a dick pic, send it all day long. By all means, but. Until you get asked that, keep it to yourself. So we finished the Twitter account, take a year off again. A couple of years, probably. And then transition to what? Um, last year, strip club, January. Probably before that, though. When did you go to Vegas on your own? Last year, February. Was it really February? Uh-huh. Right for it. We, had a, we had a hardcore year last year. We did kind of, we did kind of <laughs> kill it last year. You're right. We started strong. I mean, we always joke because I'm on the road all the time, right? So we always kind of joked, oh, there's no there's no rules when you're not at home. And I mean, if you're going to say it, at some point, you got to go. You got to live by it. All right, do you mean it? Kind of kind of what happened, right? I mean, that's kind of how it boiled down. <laughs> so January, we go to the strip club and I was like, oh, this is fine. This is fun. No big. Um, that was like a huge. Actually, we went to two in one night. <laughs> first one. We did do good. the double, yeah. But for me, that was like the first foray. And then. Now what happened at the strip club that. I don't think anything. Oh, I know what happened. So we were there. There are a bunch of guys with us. And of course the girls are coming over. So I'm like holding his hand, trying to be like, like, don't, don't come over to me. These girls come over and they're having real conversations. And I was not expecting that. So they're asking them like, here's this problem with my car. Can you tell me how to fix it? And they're like diagnosing her car at the table. And there's like, people pole dancing. And I was like, this is really interesting and not at all what I expected. 
And then one of them, one of the dancers took pity on me and she was so sweet. And so she's like trying to teach me how to like, how to tip the girls on the stage. So she like takes me up to the stage and I reached in and I did something I wasn't supposed to do because I didn't know you weren't allowed to touch them. And I wasn't like, I wasn't like touching her on purpose, but I was like putting cash like under G string and it got for some reason like she moved and she's like it's okay it's my friend they were like super cool about it but i think only because i was so nervous and weird good times and then the next week we went to the sex club for the first time how do we transition from twitter take a two-year break hey we're at a strip club now a week later we're at a sex club i I feel i'm missing something in this process i've got this one it's called relationship chicken that's where uh that's where you constantly say well if we did that we should do this well if we did that we should do this. And so the other person blinks. So I say, we should go to the sex club. And she doesn't immediately say, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Oh, you might actually want to go do that. (laughs) Well, okay. I was joking, but I guess we're going now. Now leading into the trip to the sex club, was there any discussion as to what you're okay with it? What you're not okay with? Just no, there was no discussion. It was a big game of chicken all day. And then we're getting ready. We're on the way there. And he's still like, I still didn't think you were going to walk in the door. Honestly, we didn't know that like rules would even existed. That's how clueless I was. I had no idea or that we should talk about it first. Nothing. I got nothing. What did you think you were walking into or did you have any expectations of the club? Um, It was not what I expected by any means, though it was an interesting first night, but it was not what I expected. I think I just expected, it's going to sound really bad, like naked people everywhere having sex, like one big orgy maybe. I don't know what was in my head, but it was I'm not still bad. dying to find that club. And when I do, I'm really, really happy. <laughs> we hear this. Right? We hear this a lot. They exist Especially somewhere. from the females. They they think they're going to see sex everywhere. Seems, yeah. What do you mean not everyone's naked? Yeah. So that's what you thought you were going to see and you still agreed to go? Now I'm actually really <laughs> impressed. <laughs> that is what I thought. Yeah. So at this point, we didn't even know lifestyle. It, that, that wasn't a word in our heads yet. And it was nope. just, hey, there's a sex club. Let's go check it out. Yeah, that was it. And you kind of walk in and you're like, all right, well, this is, I mean, this is not like red light district, which is kind of what I was expecting. But I mean, people seem pretty normal. They're pretty friendly at the door. The guy that gave us a tour, super, super nice guy. I think just walking around the place, you're like, all right, this is uncomfortable because it's different. It's not dirty. It's not doesn't have that sort of like gross Easy. feel to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's probably the right word. Yeah. You're right. I did think it would be trashy gross mm-hmm. is what I also expected. Oh, we we did have a rule. I guess not really a rule. We had an agreement. Uh, we were going to stay for one hour. That was the agreement. So once we walk in through the door, one hour, and then you're allowed to leave. Before we dig deeper into this, who pulled the cord? Well, we stayed longer than an hour. I think we were actually there Probably close to three, to be honest with you. I don't think either of us pulled the cord. It was just kind of like naturally at that point, right? Even now, when you go to the club, there's just that point. You're both kind of like, all right, I'm good to go. For, for us, that tends to be the lights that are on and they're kicking us out. But. <laughs> <laughs> don't know whose idea that is. <laughs> Who does Not that? Not mine, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, hilariously at about the, let's call it the 50 minute point. You know, we're sitting on a couch kind of like this one, actually. Let's call it five feet to my left. <laughs> this dude sits down. This chick comes over. Sh- she's butt naked. She starts blowing him. And then they're they're like clearly fucking like, and I thought at this point, I was like, oh, we are not going to make it an hour. Like, I, I know that in any time now, she's going to be like, I'm out. 
this is too much. I'm out. I'm pretty sure my eyes were closed and I buried my head in his shoulder. <laughs> exactly like, what you did. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. I've seen sex before. Like that was not new to me. It was just having it right next to me. And right. I expected an orgy. I don't know why I was surprised by sex on the couch. I think it just like happened so abruptly. It's not like they were making out and then it went into that. <laughs> right. It was that they couldn't find a room and came back. <laughs> like and that's here, what this is, yeah, a, this is our spot. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Finish. Get dressed. Walk away. Like, oh, no, no big deal. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for letting us use this half of the couch. Good, Thanks for sharing. Good to meet you. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Hey, my name's. You know, it, it was very, very <laughs> awkward, but it actually kind of worked for me. I like watching people, and in general, it's very rude to stare at people. To be at a place where it's okay to stare at people, and in fact, if I mean the way I look at it, is if you're out, if you're having sex two feet from me. You're kind of inviting me. You're, to look. you're absolutely asking people to look. Yeah, right. You might not be inviting me to join, but you're definitely saying it's okay to watch. All right. Well, far be it for me to turn down a good time, right? Exactly. So. That, that, it would be rude not to watch. Exactly how I looked at it. I, I would. I would say if someone was having sex next to me, or if I was having sex next to someone, and they were like, "Oh, I'm looking away," I'd I'd be slightly offended and be like, hey, "What do you mean you're looking away?" This. I probably offended them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, I for, I did forget that you looked away. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think they were really paying any attention to you, no, actually. Yeah. it's not about me. <laughs> something else happened that first night. On the stage, by the pole, and there was something there. They like they had people like tied to the chair. It was steampunk agony is what it was. That was the first night we were there. They had that chair. Uh, you know, the girls bent over, and I think at this point they were... I might have been using rope or whip or something on her, you know, like BDSM. She was definitely having a good time though. You know, it's awkward. I mean, that was probably 10 feet to our left. You're like, oh, that is like just right out there in front of everybody. But I mean, she's comfortable. Good good for her. Right. And then he was like, don't you want to do that? I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, but not, not here. (laughs) Now has that changed? It's progressed. I don't know that I'm brave enough to do that. So I'm going to say, I've seen your outfits at the club. I, I think, I think you're getting Progress. real close. I'm close. Which is considerably better than the, the time you cried on the dance floor. <laughs> oh boy. That, that's a sex club part two story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Be- okay. Before we leave our first night, <laughs> uh-huh. you spent most of the night on the couch. Did you guys do anything at the club that night or was this just a uh, reconnaissance mission? I mean, I think we, we, like, we played with each other a little bit. Uh, the first night we were there, I think it became obvious that too many clothes is the wrong answer. <laughs> Whether you're planning on playing with somebody else or with yourself, jeans, a, a leotard, bodysuit, whatever you want to call it, you know, jacket, that doesn't seem like much when you leave the house. Certainly gets in the way, right? Absolutely. Yes. Holly likes to wear mesh, sheer, or lace outfits, and G couldn't be happier about that. I think G would prefer me not to wear a top at all. But hey, he gets his socks. I can have a top, right? Even if it's a plunging neckline that my tits fall out of way too easily? While there is never a wrong outfit to wear to the club, there are some outfits that draw more attention than others. Themes will help you zero in on what style to wear for some events, but ultimately, wear what you feel sexy in because that's what will give you confidence, and we all know confidence is super sexy. And like I said, I've I've seen your current outfits to the club. I've progressed. You've definitely progressed. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of the end of the first night. For us, it was really, I just wanted to be comfortable. And it was just to kind of figure out if we wanted to go back again. And it was a, it was a while before we went back. So what did, what did you do in the meantime? In the meantime, I went to Vegas without him. 
and I had a really good time. (laughs) Time sure does fly in these quick episodes. The good news is, next time we get Ron and Holly back in the sex apartment, she will be telling us all about what happens with a lucky stranger in Vegas. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Thank you.